This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, a very special edition of the show. I say that because it is finally here. Pelicans opening night, regular season opening night, I should say, and it's a big one. They take on the defending champion Golden State Warriors tonight at Oracle Arena, and the Warriors have a very busy night ahead of them as they will get their rings tonight in a ring ceremony, and they will raise their championship banner. Hi again, everyone. Welcome into the podcast. I'm Daniel Sallerson, filling in for Sean Kelly, who, of course, is in Oakland preparing for tonight's game as he and Victor Howell will have the call starting at 9.30 on the Pelicans radio network. We have a lot of stuff to get to as far as what's going to be on the radio network tonight. The game is not on locally television, but, of course, it's on national television, TNT, and we have plenty of stuff to get to on today's podcast and also on the Pelicans radio network. I'll fill in uh, what's in store for you guys tonight in our fifth segment. So not only is it the regular season opening night in the NBA, especially for the Pelicans, but it's also a World Series game one tonight. Kansas City Royals against the New York Mets uh, should be an exciting night uh, around the world of sports. And of course, best of luck to both teams. I really don't have a a pick of who should win, um, but either way, we're going we're gonna to have a new champion for the first time in like 20-some years. So either way, I'm just hoping for a good World Series. Again, we have a lot of good stuff for you on today's show. Uh, we'll have Jim Eikenhofer on from Pelicans.com. It's TGIT. Thank goodness it's Tuesday because uh, every Tuesday Jim Eikenhofer comes on and talks Pelicans. He'll preview tonight's game. We'll get an update hopefully on some of the injuries. Uh, Luke Babb and Alexia Jinsa practiced yesterday. They hope to play tonight. We'll get more after shoot-around, but of course shoot-around is uh, at 11 o'clock there, which is a 1 o'clock here, so you're not going to hear it on this podcast as far as an update, but you can uh, keep it locked on pelicans.com for any information on that. And he'll also talk about the new Pelicans guard, which is Ish Smith, who the Pelicans signed yesterday. Needed a little bit more point guard depth with the injuries to Norris Cole and Tyreek Evans. Drew Holiday's on a minute restriction. And so Ish Smith is a new Pelicans guard, and Jim Eikenhofer will tell you more about that later on in the show. We'll also have Diamond Lee Ung from Bay Area News Group on. He covers the Warriors uh, for them, and uh, we'll have him on the preview Pelicans and Warriors from a Warriors perspective, talk about the ring ceremony tonight, and also the Warriors will be without head coach Steve Kerr. I believe he's going to be at the ring ceremony, but he will not participate in the game. He had offseason back surgery, and we'll talk about that. And, of course, Alvin Gentry, who coached on the Warriors championship team last year, will get his ring tonight. And, of course, we'll talk fantasy football on this Tuesday. Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com will come on. He's part of our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. So a blockbuster show to get you ready for Pelicans Warriors tonight. And let's get started on that. Coming up next from Pelicans.com, Jim Eikenhofer joins me from Oakland, California. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. 
And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. I don't know who is more excited about tonight, me or my next guest on the show, which is Pelicans.com writer Jim Eichenhofer. He joins me on a Tuesday, TGIT. Jim, how pumped are you for tonight, my friend? Oh, I mean, the combination of it being TGIT, I'm on your show. The season's about to start. It's going to be on national TV. Um, it's ring night. I mean, you throw all those things together and, and – no, I'm, I know I'm being a little sarcastic, mm-hmm. but you throw all those things together, and I, I genuinely am very excited right now. I, I think everybody has been that way for a couple months. It's great to actually get started with the, with the regular season now. Wait, so you're sarcastic about being happy to be on my show? Is that the part you were being sarcastic <laughs> about? Uh, I, mean, I was sarcastic about the other stuff. That I, I meant that part about being happy to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Moving on, moving on, I guess. Uh, Jim, is this your first ring ceremony for you? that you've been able to attend? Yes, it is. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think New Orleans has ever been part of a ring ceremony before. I know they've played the Spurs a couple times on opening night, but I don't think it was ever after the Spurs had won the championship the year before. So I think this will this will be the first one. What does it say about this team that it is opening up against the defending champs on their ring night, on the opening night of the NBA, on national television? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. I thought about that a lot when the schedule came out, that this has been a team that has kind of been overlooked a little bit by the league and the networks over the last few years, Um, now coming off a playoff season. It feels like in terms of media attention and respect that they kind of arrived. I'm not sure if that's the right word, Mm -hmm. but when you look at the fact that they're going to be playing, like you said, on they got picked to play in the opening game that's going to be on TNT, they're going to be on playing on Christmas for the first time in a while. It does feel like kind of the beginning of a new era in terms of the exposure that the team is getting. I think, you know, obviously everyone around the team is excited about that, but I think also people in New Orleans are really are happy about that, and it just feels kind of like a long time coming. And I'm not sure if overdue is accurate because I understood to some extent of why they didn't have as much exposure coming off some losing seasons, but. I feel like with Anthony Davis and the the arc that the team seems to be on right now, um, it's pretty pretty nice and appropriate that they ended up getting a total of 13 games on ESPN and TNT starting with tonight's game. Yeah, and then a quarter of their schedule on national TV, if you include NBA TV, which will be their Saturday night game against uh, the Warriors. Pelicans will need to have some uh, be a little bit more healthier uh, this time around, though. Unfortunately, injuries have kind of hurt them. Uh, in the preseason, it's kind of been the theme, which is unfortunate when you have a new coach and a new system, you want to focus on how this team's been doing, but they haven't really been able to. A couple of guys you spoke to yesterday at practice, Luke Babbitt and Alexia Jinsa, um, basically didn't say that they were playing, but they were hoping to play. If that's the case sure. and they do play, how much do you think they'll play, and what does it mean to this uh, Pelicans rotation? I think both guys, if, 
if they play, I think it won't be a huge number of minutes. Um, they neither of them have played in in a game in quite some time, so I think it'll be a, a modest number. Um, but uh, you know, I think the team has done a good job of not trying to push anybody back on the court. Um, so they've been pretty cautious with them. But from just a pragmatic standpoint, I mean, if those two guys don't play, you only have nine players available um, for the opening game against the defending NBA champions. So obviously everybody's hopeful that that at least one of them can play, and, and in, in a perfect scenario, both of them will be available, and then you'll at least have 11 players in uniform, which is a little, um, you know, more uh, – you know, reasonable for, for the, the circumstances that they're going to be going into. Absolutely. Um, another, I guess, rotation part that is kind of up in the air is the point guard position. You have Drew Holiday, who is playing about 15 to 20 minutes. He played 18 in his last preseason game. And then you have Nate Robinson, who's been playing a majority of the minutes. Are those going to be the two guys you expect that point guard tomorrow? And also, with Drew Holiday being limited, how does a back-to-back maybe affect um, Drew Holiday playing maybe limited minutes t- tonight or possibly not even playing on Wednesday. I'm not sure if coaches talked about back-to-backs yet, but you think there'd be something that they have to look into how much he plays on Tuesday when you know you have another game the next night? Yeah, I think right now I think the the plan is that he's not going to play in back-to-backs, but just the just like his his minute restriction, it's going to be something that they they monitor. And I know that Coach Gentry has said a few times lately that, you know, Drew started out with 10 minutes, then, he's, then he was at 15. Hopefully they'll be able to bump that up, and then eventually hopefully they'll be able to get to the point where there's no minute restriction at all. And I think that's, that might also be the case. I mean, I think it's probably too early to say as far as how they treat back-to-backs, but I think initially he won't play in back-to-backs. But – Hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be something that later on in the season they'll be able to say, okay, now he can also play in, in back-to-backs, and they'll be able to kind of lift that um, from the st- from the stuff that's limiting him. On that note, too, looks like the Pelicans will have a new guard um, for tonight's game. That will be Ish Smith. Um, Jim, what should we know about Ish Smith, and uh, how much will he even play tonight, or will he even play tonight, and uh, what should we know about him? Yeah, I think it's hard to say how much he can play right away, given that he hasn't really even had any practices. But I think in terms of protecting themselves against, you know, foul trouble and stuff like that, I mean, and even short term going down the road of however long the next week or two or however long the situation is the way it is, you know, it was a good pickup. He's definitely um, one of the names of of a players that was available that, that – you know, people had looked at, and when you look at the lists of like best available free agents, they're still out there. Um, he's been on a lot of different teams. I think he actually probably had his best stretch of his career last year with Philadelphia, where he really actually got a chance to play consistently for a stretch. Um, he's a he's real quick. He's a um, good distributor. I th- I want to say he had a stretch last year where he averaged about six assists a game. Um, so I think that's probably, you know, some of the things to look for from him is that he can run an offense and get you into what you need to to do. He's also pretty um, pesky on defense. He's a pretty good uh, ball hawk. I actually, one of the things I remember him the most a couple of years ago, he coincidentally had a really good summer league game against the Pelicans. So um, I think he was with Milwaukee at the time. But, um, you know, he's 
I think when you have Drew with the minute restriction and then maybe not playing back-to-backs, and then um, you have Nate, who's only been here for about 10 or 11 days, you had to have another point guard. So I think that was, you know, that was a good pickup and something that they can 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 cover some some time that they might need to to, to fill with with another a guy that you really have to have. I don't think you can have two point guards going into the season or on your roster really at any time because you you know foul trouble and and injuries and stuff like that that come up you know that are unexpected. That's a good point, and uh, I don't I hate to talk about Wednesday night when we have a game. Tonight, but does that mean? I mean, with Drew Holiday potentially sitting out on the back-to-back, that Ish Smith could be playing some significant minutes come Wednesday night. Then, yeah, it could be. It could be. I mean, there's a, there's also other possibilities, like you know, Eric Gordon's played some point guard in the NBA, and mm-hmm. he could maybe slide over and play some there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to say. But um, I'm not sure what you can, how much you can ask of a guy who, like I said, hasn't really practiced yet. Um, you know, he's going to have shoot around in pregame and stuff like that today before the Golden State game. And then he'll be able to do some stuff Wednesday, you know, during the day, even though they won't have shoot around um, due to a back to back. So it's going to be a lot for him to be thrown into the fire with. But, you know, in some ways, you, you hope that with all the experience he, he's had where he's changed teams so many times and he's had to jump into different situations in, in the middle of, you know, midstream that um you know maybe he'll be able to adapt to that quicker than a lot of guys might be able to. Very true. Uh, let's focus on the game tonight. Um, Alvin Gentry obviously was a coach for the Warriors last year when they won their championship. He'll be receiving a ring tonight. Does that give much advantage or any advantage knowing that Gentry coach was assistant coach on this team last year? Um, I know it's hard to stop Stephen Curry whether you know what he does or not, but is there any advantage right. of having Gentry on the other side of the bench this time? I think there might be a little bit of an advantage just from the standpoint of that he knows the scouting report so thoroughly on Golden State. I mean, he was around those guys every day during the championship season for eight or nine months. I think that might be uh, – I mean, granted, you're still going to have to go out on the court and and do what you have to do. And it's – I mean, as we talked about with the injuries, it's definitely not the most ideal situation to start the season. But um, I think from the standpoint of preparedness of the players, I think it might be a slight help, especially in that it's the first game, so you've had more time to talk about this game than you would normally during the season when you're in the midst of you know five games in eight days, or even the Portland game is something where you know they're not going to have a ton of time to speak specifically about different guys. But I do think that his Warriors background might help a little bit just from the fact that they've known this is the opener for for you know several weeks. Very true, very true. And then before I let you go, how about some keys for the Pelicans to uh, come out of Golden State, leave Oakland with a victory in hand? Um, I think the biggest one has, is that the the players have definitely talked about a lot is transition defense. Um, Golden State, as much as a kind of a supercharged uh, offensive attack as they've had the last couple of years, they've kind of pushed it up to an even higher level during preseason. They've put up some pretty gaudy numbers. So I think you combine, you combine the fact that that's one of their biggest strengths with that's probably been the biggest concern that New Orleans has had during preseason, and I think that's probably the, the number one thing. Um, two for me is probably with you know Tyreek being out and some of the other key guys that score, like Quincy, um, I think they really need to have most of their key 
scorers have good games. And when I say that, I mean, you know, Anthony Davis, obviously, um, Ryan Anderson, Eric Gordon, um, you know, Drew would be on that list, but you know, as we've mentioned many times, he's on a minute restriction, so you can't expect him to go for 25 or, or a game like that. So I think really the, the, the transition defense and the main scorers, you know, all having good games or all being productive, I think those are probably the two things that, that I'm looking at the most as far as ways to, to come out with a victory tonight. Should be one heck of a game. Looking forward to uh, watching on television. Of course, we'll have it on the radio network tonight. And Jim, I'm sure you're very excited about tonight's game. We look forward to all your coverage on pelicans.com the next couple days. Great, Daniel. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait to, uh, to talk more about uh, the game, and, and hopefully they can come out with a win. Absolutely. When we come back, more on this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. The Pelicans Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your Pick 6 plan today. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. We continue our Pelicans Warriors preview leading up to tonight's regular season opener. And joining me now is Diamond Leung, who covers the Warriors for Bay Area News Group. Diamond, happy basketball New Year to you, my friend. Thanks so much to you as well. How's everything going? Everything's good. Getting ready for tonight's game. And of course, for the Warriors, they'll be getting their rings tonight and also lifting a championship banner. Diamond, is there any concern about the team lacking focus while the ceremony is going on, or the Warriors not really concerned about all the festivities before the game? That was a topic that did come up uh, in the practice for the Warriors. That's what the interim head coach uh, Luke Walton was saying. And I think this team uh, understands that there are going to be emotions that come with that ceremony. Uh, They've experienced that a little bit last season when uh, Steph Curry – uh, won the MVP award, gave his emotional speech, and then a day later, uh, they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies in, in the playoffs. And, you know, they, they didn't feel too great about that one afterward. And I think they understand that, hey, they've got to maybe set aside their emotions and, and, and keep their focus uh, on the Pelicans because they know what a challenge that's going to be. Is the plan for Steve Kerr to be there for uh, the ceremony at least? That's the plan. Um, obviously, Kerr is uh, dealing with uh, some pretty serious back issues and is kind of day-to-day with uh, a lot of things that he does. But I think he is uh, expected uh, to attend and, and will do everything he can. Uh, I believe Alvin Gentry's talked about how, you know, uh, if, if, if nothing else, uh, he hopes, uh, you know, Kerr will at least be there, just knowing that everything he did for that team uh, last season. Absolutely. And, of course, like you mentioned, Gentry will be part of the ring ceremony as well. Uh, as Pelicans head coach, what did Alvin mean to this Warriors team when asking, you know, maybe some of the players and coaches what Alvin meant? Well, I think, uh, first of all, you know, just 
from from you having covered him a little bit, probably he, he lights up a room. Mm-hmm. Um, he he uh, he really brings kind of a uh, a fresh uh, personality um, to the locker room, to, um, to 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 any any place that he steps into. And I think you know for the Warriors, he revitalized that offense, uh, the offense, even though they had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and others, uh, you know, had had grown stagnant playing some isolation basketball. And, you know, when he came to the Warriors, he emphasized, um, you know, transition offense, emphasized moving the ball. And together, combined with uh, Steve Kerr's offensive philosophies, um, they were just uh, unbeatable, really. Um, they, they, they ended up uh, being the highest-scoring offense, and Steph Curry became MVP. So I think the Warriors uh, definitely missed that about Alvin, his, his ability to, to communicate and, and, and just be a kind of a great uh, member of that coaching staff, and, and we'll see what uh, he brings to the Pelicans as well. Yeah, we're certainly glad to have him here in New Orleans. And as you mentioned, also Luke Walton is filling in for Steve Kerr while Kerr is recovering from that offseason of back surgery. Do the Pelicans have any type of advantage with a first-time head coach coaching on opening night or because Luke Walton's been with this team and uh, you can't really worry about Kerr and how he's been able to help Luke Walton, is there really no problem here with uh, Walton being head coach tonight? I think it remains to be seen. Uh, the, the Warriors had kind of an, an uneven preseason, obviously, just uh, dealing with some injuries, um, dealing with uh, you know Kerr uh, being gone after two days of camp, and you know I think the test starts for for, for Walton now. Um, for for the first part of training camp, it seemed like Kerr definitely stayed in the background and uh, you know uh, allowed Walton to, to maybe communicate his overall message. Um, and now during the past week, it, it looks like Kerr has at least attended practice and starting getting a little more involved. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, as of last week, uh, Kerr is still going over uh, timeout rules with, with Luke Walton. So, uh, you know, we'll see if, uh, if um, that affects anything uh, on opening night. At the same time, both of these teams know each other really well. Alvin, of course, uh, knows what the Warriors like to do, and Golden State knows what kind of coach Alvin Gentry is. Should we expect a, a huge chess match tonight between the two teams? A little bit, I think. Um, you know, obviously the, the Warriors um, recognized the, the way they defended um, the Pelicans, defended Steph Curry last season, and I think they have to go into it with the idea that things could be different, very could very well be different. Uh, Alvin definitely saw all the adjustments, uh, you know, that Monty made, and, and all the all the counters that the Warriors could 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 use, and, and I think he'll have a good understanding of, of, of how to attack them. Uh, how to defend them, and the Warriors have to be ready. Uh, one of the things that the Warriors will have to adjust to a little bit is Anthony Davis, how he's expanded his game and can now shoot from three-point range. Draymond Green said yesterday that it's going to be even harder to guard AD now with his expanded game. How do the Warriors plan to try and stop Davis? Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, they'll throw, you know, a bunch of defenders on him, but I think it always does start with Green. You know, when I asked him that, Yesterday, he's like, well, yeah, if he's shooting threes, obviously it would be more difficult. He kind of, you know, raises his eyebrows a little bit. You know, it's 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 scary to think what uh, Anthony Davis could become uh, as he extends his range, as he gets, uh, you know, really coached up by, by an Alvin Gentry. So I think he's obviously, you know, a focal point for, for what the Warriors want to stop. And, uh, you know, the Warriors have traditionally been able to, to put a bunch of different uh, defenders, uh, use their versatility, uh, and really go after guys in that manner. And before I let you go, this might be a little far-fetched, but between these two teams playing each other in the playoffs last year and now Gentry being the Pelicans head coach, do you sense a mini rivalry between the two teams, or is it too early for rivalry talk with these two? 
I think a little bit. I think I think it seems like some of the the players on the Pelican side have mentioned that as well. I think also that in order to have a rivalry, um, it's got to be on both sides as well in right. terms of you know, some t- team getting wins and, and and you know both sides uh, getting to, uh, to, to 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 claim something. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors clearly uh, dominated uh, in that series uh, with the sweep. Um, if, the, if the Pelicans though can 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 get uh, the win tonight. I mean, now you're talking about hey, there's a that, that's a that's a big thing to ruin in terms of the, the Warriors' uh, ring ceremony and and all the great feelings they have hanging a banner to come in and do that. Uh, you know, that would be um, you know really a great win for for New Orleans, and and I think that would maybe kick off the start of uh, some, some huge uh, games coming up between the two teams because both both teams have, have young players, young superstars, and uh, you know will be good for a long time to come. Should be a good one tonight at Oracle. That's Diamond Lee Young from Bay Area News Group. Diamond, enjoy the game tonight, and don't forget those earplugs because it's going to be a loud one. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. No problem. When we come back, we'll talk fantasy football with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. We've been discussing a lot of basketball on the podcast today, but now it's time to turn attention to football, fantasy football, that is. It's our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. And joining me, as always, on a Tuesday is Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Jake, how's it going, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, uh, I moved into a new place over the weekend, so trying to get settled in, and just uh, it's the worst time of the year to try to do it. The middle of football season, baseball playoffs, and the NBA is about to kick off, and I'm trying to move places. Yeah, timing wasn't great on that one, was it? No, not at all. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, Jake, um, let's start in Houston, where uh, Arian Foster, tough injury for him. Uh, he is out for the season with an Achilles injury. So I guess uh, for everyone that had Arian Foster, is it Alfred Blue time again in Houston? I would say he's the first one I would pick up, but I would avoid the backfield if I could. Uh, if I lost Foster, I'd probably rather look for a trade at this point because uh, Blues had a good game, but it's about every four or five weeks we've seen from him. And this is not just this year. It's before we've seen Alfred Blue has his chances, but he only shows up a couple times. Uh, Chris Polk's looked good at times. Jonathan Grimes is still in the mix, uh, especially in PPR. But actually, if you look at their snap count for the games that Foster was out, Two times it was Blue, two times it was Polk, and then one time it was Grimes who had the most opportunities on the field. Snap counts, not actually touches. So you don't even know 
know what they're going to do game to game. So I'd rather try to find a trade. And unfortunately that's what you have to do. And that's what I'm telling a lot of people on Twitter is, you know, you might have to go and trade your Antonio Brown to get a lesser wide receiver and a better running back to fill in uh, just because, no matter who it is, even if Alpha Blue gets the carries every single week more than anybody else, he's not going to replace Foster for you. No, no doubt about that. Um, let's talk about some quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr, both uh, nice weeks. I know sometimes you get overreactive on a Monday or, or Tuesday in this matter, but are, are Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr legitimate fancy QB options right now? I'd say Carr is is around that if you want to play matchups. Cousins, I, I don't have a lot of faith in because even before that great game, he only had one touchdown in each game. Well, one of them he did have a rushing touchdown in, but I don't think we can count on that from uh, Kirk Cousins. Definitely not. Yeah, we could say he's better than RG3 at being a quarterback, but he's definitely still not a better runner than RG3. So I, I like Derek Carr. I like their offense. I said all along that Michael Crabtree, you know, you know we've been talking about yeah. waivers for the past weeks, and I keep saying Michael Crabtree needs to be owned in all leagues. He's got two great weapons out there, a really nice running back to have balance. So I like Carr, but I would avoid the matchups because, as you saw uh, with against Denver, he struggled. So the tough matchups are games where I probably wouldn't look to use Carr. Uh, but more often than not, I think he's a soluble fill-in for bye weeks or maybe in deeper leagues. And somebody else between the two of them that actually I like more than Cousins as somebody that you actually might even think about is Brian Hoyer, just because, you know, he has, what, uh, I think about 10 touchdowns in the last four games, and they're going to be down a lot, and they're going to be passing a lot. They don't have Aaron Foster now, so they're going to be passing more. Uh, I think he can step in and fill in, too, especially, you know, against this week at Tennessee. All right, good stuff there from you. Um, let's talk about some running backs by committees. I know it's so hard uh, with some of these teams um, that have running backs by committee. You have Arizona, who has the three-headed monster. We've talked about that. A couple of weeks ago, you have um, the Detroit Lions that have Abdullah, Theo Riddick. Um, which ones should you stay away from as far as running backs by committee? And which ones would you might uh, consider using as far as each week in fantasy? Yeah, I actually wrote down the teams for this one. Uh, but there's 15. Half the league actually has some type of sharing going on. You know, I would avoid the Giants. And now they're at four running backs. Uh, that's just insane. Cleveland, they, you know, Coach Petten even says, I don't know who I'm going with every single week. So that one's a crazy place to deal with. Tennessee, uh, you know, we don't see consistency out there. Plus, their running backs haven't been that great. Houston, we talked about already. Denver. Uh, C.J. Anderson is what we thought he would be, and Ronnie Hillman has been better, but it's still week-to-week. Week. So you see C.J. Anderson in at the end of games and when they need him at the goal line in overtime, which doesn't make sense. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think actually you can use. I, I actually think – I talked about it in this week's column. I said that uh, if you look at Sims, he's actually a PPR RB2 right now. So you could get value out of him in some leagues. I, I like think Martin and uh, Sims are both very worthwhile of using. Uh, Cincinnati, I think you can play both of them. The Patriots, obviously, given the matchups, although, as we saw last week, because even when, you know, you only have one of them on the field and LeGarrette Blunt doesn't do anything, it's it's the Patriots. It's confusing, as always. Uh, but there's a lot more, like Kansas City, I probably, I say, obviously, Cherkandrick West looks like the one who's going to be taking care of that backfield. But then you go Washington, Detroit, as you mentioned, I don't like. Philly is going to be inconsistent. I will say one thing about Detroit, is the only hope we have here is similar to hopefully what happened in Miami. Is this coaching change maybe lights a spark, shakes things up. Amir Abdul is the best talent back there. If he can get over the fumbling issues, maybe you see him with some value going forward. So if you still have him on your bench or somebody dropped him, I'd stash him on the chance that you know things get a little bit of a shakeup with uh, the coaching change. Fair enough. On that note, with all the running backs by committee and some of the injuries, give me two or three guys worth picking up on the waiver wire this week. 
Well, if people were dropping Derek McFadden, I think you obviously have to pick him up. Uh, we didn't talk about his backfield yet, but even if Joseph Randall's playing, I think McFadden proved that he should get the majority share, if not at least an even split. So if he happens to be sitting out there, I would definitely grab him. Anybody who needs running back help, he's an immediate pickup. Uh, I talked about Tennessee, but at least in the meantime, Antonio Andrews, uh, I think we've talked about him once before, He's got the lead job, and he was only one of two running backs to actually touch the ball for Tennessee. You're not going to get a ton of production out of him. But, again, if you lost Foster, you're in your bye weeks. You don't have running backs. Uh, there's much worse you can do on the wire out there than somebody who's at least getting 10 to 15 carries per game. And then at wide receiver, uh, you know, we talked about the Patriots. I just said with the running backs, so you can't trust them. Well, Brandon LaFell, as everybody knows, had a bunch of drops last week and stayed in the game. This mm-hmm. kind of goes to my thing earlier in the season where I said, if Deion Lewis is fumbling and Bill Belichick still puts you in the game, he must like you. Well, yeah. if you're dropping passes and Bill Belichick keeps you on the field, he must really like you. <laughs> so Brandon LaFell, wide receiver two last year, was a rough game coming back for him, but I still think he's going to be at least the wide receiver three from here going out. And then I'll throw one more out. I mentioned the matchup with Tennessee. I think Nate Washington this week is a nice sleeper play uh, for those needing a wide receiver to step in for their buys. I think he could have a really nice game. All right, so McFadden, Andrews, LaFell, and Nate Washington on the waiver wire. Um, Let's finish off with some Saints talk as they take on the New York Giants this Sunday in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Kyrie Robinson, it seems like all the running backs for the Saints had a nice game against the Colts. Two touchdowns for Mr. Robinson. Uh, Ingram had a nice day. Is Kyrie Robinson a legitimate flex option right now? I would say in some situations, if you're searching for touchdowns, because without the touchdowns, you don't get a lot of value. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan against the Giants, even though they did let Darren McFadden just go crazy on them. For the most part, they've been one of the best run defenses in the league. It's the pass defense where you get scared, or well, I should say they play scared. Uh, You look at that as the way you want to exploit them. So I think Drew Brees is going to get right back to 300 yards and multiple touchdowns against them. I think Snead's going to have a bounce-back game. He needs to stay in your lineups. Brandon Cook should have a good game. Ben Watts and can stay in as we've been talking about before is the tight ends have been a little inconsistent until the last two or three games where Watson has really picked it up and been a great option so I would start him I think that you might in a deeper league I wouldn't say in your typical 12 team but you might even be able to roll out like a Colson if you think you might be able to get him out there because of the bye weeks if you have a couple receivers you're missing uh, just because there's a great opportunity with the Giants. The Giants secondary has been really awful this year and hasn't stopped anybody. So this is where you want to attack them. And I think that Kerry Robinson's a better play per matchup, as you saw last week, for hopefully getting that touchdown. But the, the, the Giants matchup points more to the passing than it does for the running game. Good stuff as always. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, hope the moving goes okay for you, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, guys, I gotta throw go Mets baseball by the by the way. Okay, fair enough. That's big night tonight. Pelicans. You should say go Pelicans too, just because Pelicans opening night. We give you- okay. Yeah, go Pelicans opening night and Mets. All right, sounds good. Jake Seely from RotoExperts.com. We'll wrap up this Tuesday edition coming up. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. 
Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk. Plow to the rim. Alley-oop dunk. Anthony Davis. This is the Black and Blue Report. What a show today. Big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer, Diamond Leung, and Jake Seeley for joining me on the podcast. We'll have a good show for you tomorrow. We're hoping to recap a Pelicans win. Uh, Tons of sound, plenty of highlights for you, and also David Wesley who uh, will be calling tomorrow's game between the Pelicans and the Blazers. It's their first game of the year. They, I mean, Fox Sports New Orleans. So we'll have David on, and uh, Wesley Wednesday, regular season style, will officially begin tomorrow. Plus, we'll also begin the preview Saints and Giants. Can't forget about the Saints here right now. Three and four, winners of two in a row, as they get ready for the NFC East leading New York Giants. Okay. For the Pelicans Radio Network tonight, lots of stuff going on. So, of course, it is a TNT game. And, of course, there is a ring ceremony tonight, which means the timing is going to be a little different. I'll have Pelicans warm up for you as normal starting at 9 o'clock and then really right about 9.30. Quick open from us, and then we're going to take you right to the ring ceremony here where you can hear. um, I know it's tough hearing the other team collect their rings, but maybe it's a little motivation for this Pelicans team. But we'll get... Uh, the full ring ceremony, and uh, also we'll hear Alvin Gentry get his ring, and then it's right to basketball as tip-off is approximately 9.50 Central Time. I know it says 9.30, but 9.50, looking at the timing sheet, is when approximately it will tip off, and also there is a potential for a seven-minute slide, depending on how uh, late the Bulls and Cavs go, which is the first game of the doubleheader on TNT. So be on the lookout for my Twitter at D Salerson. Also at Sean Kelly live. We'll keep you updated on the timing of tonight's game, but make sure uh, you can watch it on TNT, but make sure you get the local flavor on the Pelicans radio network, 99.5 WRNO and all of the affiliates Pelicans warm up starts at nine o'clock and then nine 30. We'll start the Warriors championship ceremony coverage. And then hopefully we'll get the tip off around nine 50 central. So it'll be a late night for us, but hopefully it'll be worth it at the end with a Pelicans victory. That will do it for me on this Tuesday. We'll talk to you all tonight on the radio, and uh, we'll talk to you also tomorrow on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Go Pelicans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.